Hello and welcome to Flow Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm J Log. I'm Marcus. And we are glad that you guys are with us. Uh, we apologize for the break in there with allergies and spring break and stuff like that. We had some people not here being able to record and some of us not able to talk to be able to record. But we are all back today. Um, hope you guys enjoyed our, our last April Fool's um, podcast. You know, we just want to do something different. Um, <laughs> and it definitely was different. <laughs> it was right. definitely different. Yep. But today we have a great topic to talk about. And so we're going to let Marcus, why don't you open us up in prayer? Let's do it. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, we just uh, think we just, uh, time you gave us to be able to just uh, uh, all, all be together and be able to record this podcast. I pray for those that are listening that they can uh, get something out of it, be able to apply it to their lives, and just maybe learn something new. Uh, but let us be able to uh, be vessels and uh, just be able to give you the glory and just uh, be able to use your words uh, to explain uh, this topic that we have today that's uh, all about you. Uh, we just thank you for what you doing in our lives. And just and pray. Amen. Amen. And this week, uh, our topic, guys, is a very interesting topic. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I want to kind of can't wait to hear Marcus and Josh's viewpoint from it, and uh, hopefully receive a lot of questions from you guys about it, uh, which we'll discuss towards the end of the episode today. But the topic for today's message is Jesus, the Master Teacher, and uh, it's something that's been really on my heart and on my mind. Uh, both through studies as well as just something that God's laid on my heart of how he is the master teacher and the many different ways that he is. And uh, as we go ahead and get this thing started here, I'll let one of you guys, if you want to, dig in and kick us off, and we'll just kind of chime in and so on and so forth, okay? I mean, when I think of Jesus as the master teacher, it makes me think of Nicodemus with Mm -hmm. the whole conversation he has with Nicodemus where Nicodemus calls him, you know, good teacher. Mm -hmm. And Jesus' response is, well, why do you call me a good teacher? You know, and we see throughout scripture where Jesus teaches, you know, that's one of his key things is the time that he invests in his disciples and his right. apostles. And even with the Pharisees where he teaches them um, at one of the, the conferences I was able to go to, or it was a virtual conference because of COVID, you know, but <laughs> one of the conferences I went to, they talked about the relationship with Jesus, with the Pharisees and how we always think of it as this power dynamic struggle mm-hmm. when really it's it was that to an extent but really it was also a mutual respect between the two of them um, because jesus respected the pharisees and the religious leaders as the religious leaders of the time and the pharisees were wanting to really learn more about it it wasn't really until the jesus popularity started overtaking them that they started really you know pushing against jesus majorly um but that's why like nicodemus came to him you know nicodemus mm-hmm. was a pharisee and we see that example of where even the religious leaders were wanting to be taught by right. by Jesus, this great teacher that came in and just was really revolutionizing the world and how he was setting the example of what we know today as mm-hmm. how to treat others, how to, you know, lead the church, how to lead ministry and you know, just this example of this teacher to follow. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, and when I think of him being the master teacher, um, like I don't know how many times it is in, it's in the Gospels, but I mean he's he's referred to very often as teacher in the Gospels, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and I think it's funny that not funny, but I'm kind of cool that we're going to talk about teacher because when you think of Jesus, teacher is usually not the first thing you think of. It's usually like redeemer or savior, you know, uh, creator, you know, all these things that he's done. But teacher is 
is the biggest thing he's ever done. Because, uh, I mean, even in Matthew 28, 19, where it's, you know, go into the world and share the gospel, baptizing them. Like his command is a teaching command. It's mm-hmm. telling us to go and teach. And uh, so it's, it kind of just also goes to, um, I mean, if you think about when he was alive and Christianity then, uh, and kind of look at our world today where 2,000 years have passed and uh, over billions of people now bear his name all mm-hmm. because of a single teaching. I mean, because you think about it, Christianity has spread um, from Jer- Jerusalem to not every corner of the globe because th- that hasn't happened yet. But um, but it's spread so much that at this moment, thousands of missionaries are doing teachings across the globe. Thousands of pastors are doing that. Um, you know, teachers and pastors and uh, you know, EMT, like everybody is doing this all because of one person, and that is Jesus Christ. Right. Um, but I just, I, th- I just think it's awesome that even though he is the master teacher, not only does he think he doesn't, he doesn't, he, he, I mean, he never had a classroom. Right. He never had a degree. Um, so, like the classroom that we think of uh, in our world today is not what he had because his world was his classroom. His mm-hmm. his, his surroundings was his classroom. And he right. didn't go to college to get a degree, but no degreed teacher today has done anything greater than Christ did. And um, because of that that he he commands us to do the same mm-hmm. and uh i think it's the it's just like a testament to who he is because it's not a i'm the only one that can do this but no i'm teaching you so you can learn to do this as well yeah um i found an article that was very interesting and sort of ties in with what you're talking about with the gospels um it was actually published in 1911 um so it's, wow yeah old, old school article <laughs> by professor charles williams from um I don't know where where he was a professor at, um, but it was talking about Jesus as a teacher. And it says, um, in the Synoptic Gospels, the title teacher is applied to Jesus 39 times, 12 in Mark and Matthew, 15 in Luke. And the fourth gospel is used six times to designate Jesus. Um, and then it goes on that in, in one, like how it's mm-hmm. applied to Jesus you know, first in in which Jesus is called the teacher by himself, and he gives some references to that, um, six and all. Second, those in whom Jesus is called the teacher by those who are friendly to him, um, and included 12, including the 12 and his other followers, you know, and so we just start seeing that um, there are multiple different ways in which we can even look at the word teacher, mm-hmm. where Jesus refers to himself as teacher, his friends, you know, the people that just the crowds refer to him as teachers, yeah. yeah, teachers, you know. And just this, like you said, it comes from multiple different angles and how, like Marcus said, it has influenced all of history of what a teacher really is. A teacher is. really is and what it's looked upon yeah. and how a teacher should be. If, As I was thinking about this for this episode, you know, the, the thing that came to mind to me was, was I hit the obvious of what I know, but how he went about doing it. Um, if you look from an early age in Luke where he was at, in, at the temple as a young boy, teaching the leaders and the purpose of his living his calling and delivering why he was sent and and why he was there. And then as he grew, the first thing that stuck out to my mind was the, the choosing of the 12 Mm -hmm. and dealing with all their imperfections and dealing with all of their, 
inconsistencies as they grew and as they learned and as, uh, he didn't only teach us what we needed to know spiritually and and the right way uh, that from that standpoint i pictured it as a way of mentorship of of being patient of looking past and understanding and knowing the greater and greater cause in the bigger picture uh for the 12 and how he still invokes that in us today and yeah. and looks at us um one of the stories that stuck out to me the most about his teaching was was that of uh Lazarus and the beggar and how he taught us a very important lesson on hell yeah <laughs> and and how he's taught us all these things where we, we, we listen to the many witnessing messages from our friends or uh, a TV commercial that we may be flipping through and we see something about Christ or something that is truthful and wholesome and, and with God's word or however it is, we as people hear of the message. We choose not to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And because we choose not to listen to it, he teaches us in that story the consequences of, which to me is... Honestly, it's the nuts and bolts of what Scripture is all about. Oh, yeah. It's it's about why do you want to ignore the truth that's in front of your face? You know, you wouldn't deny somebody slipping you a perfect quiz cheat sheet knowing that you'd make 100. So why would why are we denying what he's teaching us throughout his whole Scripture? And then finally, within the story, he's saying, basically, you've been told. You chose not to listen. You chose to store up your riches. And now there is you're reaping the consequences thereof. Mm-hmm. And when I think of him as master teacher, I think of all these wonderful things that he did throughout Scripture to prepare us to teach us on how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to talk, how we're supposed to be as believers, and the promises thereof both sides. Here's what you will gain in eternity. It's either going to be heaven or it's going to be hell. It's like yeah. Gary, Gary says all the time, you know, you got one of two choices in life. And that's kind of where I was at with with yeah. pre- preparing for this and looking at it. Well, and you even brought up a point of the different ways that Jesus taught. You know, we look at mm-hmm. the Gospels and we see that, you know, yes, he did the straightforward teaching, but most of the time it was either in parables mm-hmm. or object lessons. I mean, I think of like Jesus with the children. You know, let the children come unto me. You know, you must believe like a child. Mm-hmm. And he had children right there with him. You yeah, know, they didn't want him to come. Yeah, and so it's not just a let me just give you information, but he brought in real world examples and just even the parables with the stories. Like he he met, met people on multiple different levels. You know, and mm-hmm. even just getting into that at, academic side of teaching. We know that lectures are not the way to reach a majority of the people. The right. way our school systems operate now is not the best way to Im- impact most of the <clears throat> students. No, most students are hands-on, or you know, mm-hmm. they they need to see things in different ways. And Jesus was all about that. I mean, look what he said when he said, "I am the vine, you are the branches," and the whole explanation of how that works and how we're supposed to be. It gives you a visual. It gives you something to look at mm-hmm. upon why we are supposed to be connected to him and yeah. why it's important and what happens if you don't spiritually and and how your life will will be yeah. and so i like that i like how you brought that out in terms of using object lessons uh to teach us yeah yeah and i think even that kind of talking about what you're you were talking about um 
Sorry, I had a text from my work. No, you're fine. No, you're good. <laughs> um, so I zoned out for the Well, it's that. The, it's also but, that delay in with Zoom that <laughs> got to, oh. we got building that pause to give Marcus a chance to jump in. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but it's, I mean, because if you I mean, think if you think of Jesus, I mean, he was born, um, but he became the wisest person to ever walk, um, mm-hmm. and he, he became the best teacher, and he would. Um, you know, Jesus taught people everywhere he met him. Uh, I mean, he taught them on the seashores, on boats, uh, in homes, while he was traveling. Uh, he walked to place to place to teach people. It wasn't like they came to him. Um, I mean, they did, but yeah. he walked to places for people to meet. Um, and uh, I, I, I kind of, when I was kind of learning, uh, kind of researching this and stuff, one of the articles that I uh, brought up was, um, why was it says why is Jesus such a great teacher? One is that Jesus himself had been taught. Um, he he knew how important it was to listen. But to whom did Jesus listen? Who taught him? Was his father? Mm-hmm. And Jesus uh, Jesus' father is God. Um, before coming to earth a, as a man, Jesus lived in heaven with God. Uh, so Jesus was diff- was different from other men because no other man had ever lived in heaven before being born on earth. And I, I think we forget that. I mean, we always think, oh, Jesus. Yeah, he was sent, but where was he before that? He right. was with God. He was with God. So like, like, and God is the best person. I mean, like, we don't have to explain that, but um, you know, it just shows that he had the best. Not only did he have the best teacher, but he also became the best teacher. And right. The the Trinity kind of is like they're all in one, but you know, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, That's when we get to those passages you know, that just mess with your mind, where Jesus grew in stature and favor with God, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I just I just remember kind of even thinking back through the Sermon on the Mount is kind of one of his biggest um, you know times that he te- taught, and just just remembering that those that he taught there, they they came they came away with that just in awe because mm-hmm. of the authority he had not um because i mean if you, if you do the history of that um you know the the power and the effect uh, he had on the that he influenced on his people he was teaching uh can't compare to anybody else in the bible um and that's just one part in matthew because he tells the crowds uh were so amazed that his teaching because he taught with authority but like not a authority of i know better um, because he, it wasn't like he was t- teaching by law; it was he was teaching with truth. Yeah. Because um, if you if you know the rabbis, they always kind of quoted each other and kind of just be like, "Okay, he said this, so I'm going to just go with that." But Jesus spoke truth from the authoritative word of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he again he never entered a classroom, he never had a degree, but yet he spoke truth, and he spoke he kind of spoke controversy because it was against what everybody oh, else yeah. was saying. And uh, to to do that, you have to be a great teacher and know what you, you have to say, how to say it. And and that's where Jesus, I think, is also amazing, is he could take he, – he knew his audience. And one thing that as pastors we, we learn is know who you're preaching to because uh, the way you preach to a Sunday morning crowd is not going to be the same the way you preach to a, your, your children's ministry or right. how I teach a middle school uh, person. But, um, you know – he was the wisest person ever taught, and he he was able to, I don't want to say dumb it down, but right. he was able to make it easy for them to understand. Oh yeah, you know, and 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 it's all because he loved people. He wanted them to understand 
like, hey, what I'm telling you is truth, and I want you to understand this. So I'm going to use specific words. Now, granted, some of the words that he uses then don't make sense to us now. Right. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> but and back then, yeah. that's why we have so many different translations. And that's just it. He, he spoke to a way that the people understood it. You know, it was on their level. It wasn't, exactly. you know, on a not even just a different philosophical level. It wasn't on a different, you know, educational level. It was he spoke mm-hmm. to the people so they could understand it. And that's why the way we should be with teaching it. You know, like you said, we need to teach it to who we who are teaching it to. You know, we have there's plenty of people who have doctors in their titles and they speak to where you can't understand what they're saying. And you're like, what you're saying is doing no good because nobody's understanding it. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. right. if I need a thesaurus yeah. to be able to understand your sermon, then there's a problem going on. There is a problem <laughs> going on. Yeah. Because well, I, and even like, go ahead, Jason. No, no, go ahead, Marcus. You got it. Uh, I was going to kind of take it from a d- different angle because I mean, we're talking about the teachings he's done back then. But even like the impact he had then still has impact on us now because, um, you know, how many times do we go when we have something going on in life? Okay, God, what are you trying to teach me? Mm -hmm. You know, I've said that words, those those specific words many times in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I I remember when I was an intern at uh, First Baptist under Brad, um, we were, you know, on our trip to that winter weekend and we Mm -hmm. had that accident where the two leaders uh, ended up dying. Well, one of the moms, um, the daughter was in the hospital and she was in the car with her and didn't know what was going on. When they told her, her first words were, uh, told her that her mom had passed away. Her first words, and it's just awesome, is, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me? And she, at that point, she was in high school. Right. Um, and if I was in high school and my mom passed away and I was told that, that's probably not the first thing no. I, I would, mm-hmm. would, would, would say. I mean, let's no. just be honest. Even but now, that, I don't think that would be my first words I would say. Right? <laughs> you know? Right? But but even like even like when I lost my job at Mill Creek, you know, it wasn't my first, first thing. Okay, well, God, what are you trying to teach me? But I got to that point to where I was like, okay, God. Where you where do you want me? Teach me where where I need to go. What what am I supposed to do? And it's it's those things where it's like, okay, God. Not only are, have you had impact two thousand years ago, you're still having impact now, mm-hmm. and I'm still mm-hmm. learning from you. I'm still learning mm-hmm. new things every day, um, and I still go to you because I know you are the master teacher. Because I know you are the wisest. I know you mm-hmm. are the all powerful. I mean, the list can go on of why he's the teacher, um, but just personal testimony of okay, God, what are you trying to teach me? And then he teaches you, and then we're idiots and we don't listen. But, right. you know, no, we that's, don't whole, listen, that's yeah. a whole different yeah. topic. No, it, <laughs> and, and it is. It's, and in situations such as that, I mean, it, it goes to show that God's one, God's plan isn't always revealed, and if it is, we're a lot of times not attuned to, attuned to listening to it. Um, it's his perfection shining through our imperfections, but loving us enough to understand us that, hey, they're frustrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know out of ten times how many people would immediately say on any situation, God, what's your plan for me in this situation, uh, as their first remark. Now, I believe that it comes to some quicker than others, and sometimes it pops around, but uh, that's just the wonderful thing about being a Christian and being a believer is God understands us. He knows oh, us, yeah. and He, his patience with us is far more than what we can even imagine and understand, but what's awesome about it is is that Everything is in his timing, and when we finally get it, it makes it that much more sweeter, and it makes us realize how much more 
a lot of times, at least in my situations, how much more dumber, <laughs> right? <laughs> how yeah. much more dumb? How much more dumb I've been, you know, and and stuff. But you know, the only other thing that really I was that I was personally thinking about on this on this topic was, and I'll, I want to kind of elaborate a little bit on what you said a second ago, Marcus, is how Jesus always looked to the Father. And yep. mm-hmm. and it came to me real quick when you said that about him with about the prayer in the garden, and how much he was so. His, he was so brought to turmoil in his mind and just everything that was going on. And he took Peter and two others, I believe. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Up there with him. And uh, and he, what did he do? He went to seek advice, to talk to God, to find out what was, you know, hey, can, is there any way, can I get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, your will, but uh, for your will, not mine. And... I think it's awesome to look at just as an example how he set that example of even he looked up to heaven and 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 sought advice and uh it's something that I don't know I don't think it gets thought about too much. Yeah. And uh yeah, I agree with you that Jesus prayed, he sought the advice of his father, you know, both have said that and it's just that example that even though God, even Jesus in close to the end of his life was still being taught. Being taught. Absolutely. You know, to where we can never get too arrogant and be like, Well, I know everything. Yeah. I don't I don't need to learn anything mm-hmm. else. I'm exactly. learned it. You know? Yeah. And yeah. we we can't get to that mm-hmm. point. You know, we always need to be willing to seek God and be like, God, what like Mark said, what are you teaching me? What are you teaching me? What is to be learned? And the last point that I was going to bring up as far as after expanding on Marcus's was, is I believe it's Isaiah 53 where it talks about how even in the Old Testament, we're being taught of what's coming. Mm-hmm. And because of the, the – the, the, I'm still blown away by the all the um, corruptness. All of the hey, I'll take care of. Kind of even today, I look at it. Hey, I'll take care of God. Saying hey, I'll take care of you. All you got to do is come back and and just be what I've asked you to be. I've given you everything I said I would give you, but yet you still turn away from me. And when it's foretold of okay, there will be a greater being. There will be a final way. There will be. We're being taught. They were being taught, but I mean, us now looking at that and seeing mm-hmm. it and studying the Old Testament, we're being taught that hey. It was set in plan a long time ago, before Jesus even came, and that that there was going to be a Messiah, that 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 the way was going to be paved, and that we were going to be taught at a grander scale. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like, man, I, sometimes when I'm reading the Old Testament like that, I'm looking, I'm like, man, why don't y'all just learn to listen? <laughs> and then you go, why don't we just learn? Why don't to we listen? learn to listen? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, you're exactly right, Josh. But, yeah, because. I mean, we talk about Jesus' teaching, and like Marcus said, it's not something that just happened back mm-hmm. in the Bible times. It's still God teaches us today on a daily basis. We All just have to mm-hmm. seek it. We have to look for it. That's why it's important that we're mm-hmm. in God's Word, we're in prayer, we're in mm-hmm. small groups and church and all well, of that just so we can learn from mm-hmm. God. Well, if you take it, for instance, last night whenever I was doing the uh, praise report and prayer request, this, that, and the other, I was reading Scripture out of Second Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. And it basically talks about how through our adverse adver- adversities in life, 
because we are who we are in Christ, and if, if the closer we stay in touch with him, the easier it is for us to communicate with him. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Oh, yeah. You know, I can say me and you are friends, and we do this, that, and the other, but if I only talk to you once every month right, or once every two months, yeah, we may be friends, but it's not a strong friendship. No, right. It's not a close friendship. And through that closeness, the closer you are with God, the more you're reading his word, the more you're praying, the more... Uh, the, the stronger you are in him. So it allows us to grow together in him, and it allows us to be taught easier. Yes. I mean, we're still being taught. He's still trying to teach the same thing to other people, but it's harder if you're not in tune with who he is and, and you're willing to be taught. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Well, I have no final thoughts. Marcus, you have any final thoughts? Um. See, um, just kind of, yeah, just real quick. I think one of the reasons why Jesus was the master teacher, and we've kind of honed in on a little bit, is the uniqueness of his teaching. Because um, nobody talked like he did. Nobody. I mean, he 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 used it. I mean, I'm a I'm a visual learner, so you know he the parables that he used, mm-hmm. the, il- the you know the, the illustrations he used. I mean, his teaching was unique, um, and I think because of that, when he taught in the various places and the various people, that's why he was so powerful in it. But he, I mean, he taught with compassion. He taught with the love of, of, of Christ, and um, he taught by placing people first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think that's important because he, he taught with not a, I want you to hear this, I want you to know this. It's no, I want you to understand this because I care for you so much. Um, and, uh, and I think because he put people first, he challenged them to be different. He challenged them, uh, and his followers. And, um, every time he taught, he didn't teach or speak just to teach and speak. He taught with purpose. Um, and I think a lot of times, uh, I mean, I'm guilty of it, you know, doing a, doing a message because it's my job, right? you know, um, I'm doing a, a sermon because it's my job. And uh, which is not a bad thing, but that wasn't Jesus. That's why right. he's obviously the master teacher. Yes. Um, he he always spoke with a purpose and a, and, a, and challenges his people to do that. And um, I mean, he taught. I, like I said at the beginning, he because of that, he's challenged us to teach as well. Um, like that was his his command: go and make disciples, go and, and uh, teach them and, and baptizing them. I just think that's uh, a great doing that this kind of research and just studying up on it kind of made kind of kind of made me think okay why do i preach you know it kind of made me re- reevaluate that right. i need to make sure that i'm preaching with a purpose and not just because i have to um and uh and i always i always try to do that right. but there's weeks where it's oh there's weeks where it's hard yeah and, and, Yep. And I, Josh, you understand that. Yep. We've, we've uh, had this Jason, conversation Josh, many times. <laughs> we have. And uh, I think there's there's times where, and that's like you were saying, Jesus is the best example of being a teacher. And Josh, you, you, I think it was you that said it, that we'll never be where he's at, but it's striving to get there mm-hmm. um, and be as much as Christ as we possibly can in our teaching and not only in our teaching, but in our lives. Um, because I think if we can do that, our teachers are going to be so much more powerful. Uh, Cause I mean, if, if you think about all the big name preachers, whether it be Matt Chandler or Michael Todd or, 
you know, Billy Graham or, you know, all, all these famous people, they are all trying to strive to be like Jesus. And they, they don't always preach the same way. They always do something, not that they do something different, but they try to teach on their levels and make it simple and make it, uh, I forget, there's a guy at Long Hollow Baptist Church that I've been starting to follow. I forget his name. Um, but he's the senior pastor there um, in Tennessee. And uh, I've actually stopped stopped listening to him. Um, because he uses a lot of big words I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, I don't, uh, when I listen to a podcast on my way to work uh, or to the sermons on my way to work, I don't want to have to pause it and be like, okay, what does that word mean? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. And, and Google it. Um, right. But that's who he is. And so it's not bad. That's, that's his context, you know? Right. Um, Michael Todd is, in my opinion, the best illustration person known to this planet right now. Um, he, he, a lot of my illustrations that I use for sermons come from him. Um, just cause they're, it's almost like, why didn't I think of that? Right. They're so simple, but they're so powerful. And it, it's, it's those things. And I think the thing that we need to understand is Jesus to be that teacher. Jesus didn't just automatically become that. Like I said earlier, he was taught by Jesus. So we, we we need to understand that as, as teachers and as Christians that we can learn from others to be great teachers, which is why conferences are so important, why going to church is so important. Being in that community, like you were saying, Josh, yeah. um, is important because Jesus was taught to teach. We can be taught to teach as well, but we have to be willing to listen and learn. Absolutely. I agree Absolutely. with that. Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said, Marcus. So I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> disagree with everything. No. Yeah, no, you I mean, are so it's... wrong. Marcus. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's as I'm sitting here listening. This is my last podcast. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, as as I was sitting here listening to you guys today, I've I've learned even some some things that that I've realized that this could honestly go on for several series, you know, episodes to be a series, just because of all the different ways Jesus teaches and he influences us to teach. Mm-hmm. And I think it's definitely something we should revisit and maybe even have like a pastoral guest or somebody on to elaborate. Uh, I'll try to work on that. But uh, as we're moving forward here, I think now is probably a good time to yeah. sign off. I know we've got some uh, engagements here in the next 20 minutes we got to get to, but it's definitely been a blessing to be back in the fold again. Uh, yeah. It's a blessing always to be with you too. And, allow ourselves to grow within each other and who God wants us to be. Um, who wants to sign off today? It doesn't matter to me. I'll do it. It's whatever. I got it. Go for it, Josh. <laughs> so if you um, go to our, our website, flowpodcast.org, um, you guys can reach out to us that way. We'd love to hear any topics you want us to talk about, anything you questions you might have, or just to really just talk about and just reach out and let us know if we can pray for you about something you know all of our information's on there you can reach out to us that way um, check that out we have some exciting stuff coming up in the future some changes that we're making that we're hoping to you know give some a little bit more organization to the flow of things you know <laughs> and uh yeah we have some exciting things coming up in the next couple months we won't share too much about that we'll let that be a surprise when it happens mm-hmm. um but yeah we're just excited with the future of flow podcast and check out our merch um three one ministries all that stuff over at flowpodcast.org um i think that's all of our plugs that's pretty much it yeah and uh yeah. We'll, we'll pray and close and go out and so 
Uh, I'll go ahead and pray and end it here, guys. Lord, I thank you for this day, God. I thank you for your many blessings, God. I thank you for being our master teacher. I thank you as we walk through our daily lives, Lord. You're with each and every one of us, drawing us closer unto you. You're holding us close to who you are so that we can reflect who you want us to be. I pray for our listeners out there, God, that as they listen to each episode weekly, um, God, that they would get something that would pierce their heart, Lord, to make them want to grow to, uh, closer to you so that they could allow you to be their master teacher, so that they could learn, God, that that's the only way in life that will bring true, pure happiness to who they are going to end up being here on earth so that it will justify who they will end up being in heaven. Not that we're saved by works because we're not, but, God, we're saved by your grace. And your grace and your, your, your passion for who you want us to be teaches us, God, how we're supposed to live. And because of that, God, uh, it gives us hope. And uh, I just thank you so much for that. I thank you for Marcus and Josh. Be with them today. Watch over and protect them as well as myself. And until next week, God, we love you. We thank you and we praise you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 Guys, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out flowpodcast.org to send in your questions or topics and get your official Flow merch. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok to get your faith life and off-the-wall fix during the week. Till next time, and remember to go with the flow.